Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast that's stronger than yesterday. I left my husband because I'm super gay. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, I love uh, the leaving of the husband, but I have a lot of thoughts about everything that happens in between. <laughs> so we're going to talk about it today. We're going to talk about it. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the lesson. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And we want to remind all of you that we have a Patreon up for The Flame. It is at patreon.com slash theflamemusical. We have all kinds of fun things on there. We already have two music previews if you want to hear songs from the show. We're going to have another music preview next month as well. And you can get tickets to our potential virtual table read if we get enough interest. We also have trivia on April 22nd and April 25th. It's going to be haunting trivia. That is actually this week. So this Thursday and this Sunday, we're going to have haunting of Hill House and haunting of Bly Manor trivia. Check out our Eventbrite and our Facebook page for more information. We are also going to be at the LGBTQ Family and Influencer Summit May 22nd through the 23rd. So make sure you check that out as well. In the greater Les universe, I know Twitter has been completely abuzz about Tignataro in a flight suit. We also are loving it. <laughs> so we just wanted to share our excitement about Tignataro really rocking that flight suit. Also, uh, we want to thank everyone who we saw at Clexicon. We had such a blast this past weekend. We hope that some of you found some new friends, had fun at trivia, and got to hang out at some cool panels with your favorite actors and actresses. With that, that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. And we are so excited to bring you episode 17 of season four, Husband and Strife. Husband and Strife, because all a husband brings you is strife. <laughs> At least <laughs> well, in, according yeah. to the movies, according that is to correct. the films, that is correct. If you are out there and you have a husband who you love very much, we are here for you. We appreciate you. But we are here to talk about the lesbian movie trope of the wife who cheats on her husband because it happens very, very often. Should we just start by reading out all of all of the times <laughs> that it happens well, in films? Should, well, okay, <laughs> here's the thing. Ellie and I had some thoughts about we this topic. So we started making a list of like, what are some movies where you can think of where this kind of thing happens, right? So like, yeah, why don't you just rattle off some names, Ellie? Yeah, so this happens so often in films. And we were like, yeah, it happens a lot, right? Just from our brains. And then when we actually put it down, here we are. Bound, Carol, imagine me and you. Below her mouth, I can't think straight. Loving Annabelle, disobedience, portrait of lady on fire. <laughs> Elena undone, kiss me, <laughs> I'm but a cheerleader, question mark. My days of mercy, Vita in Virginia, Colette, Jenny on the L word. <laughs> 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 Woo! 
And there's yeah. more. Don't worry. There's more. There's it's more. just it's an endless list. It's and endless. so we wanted to talk about it because we have a lot of thoughts. <clears throat> we we have a lot of thoughts about it. Of so course. Ellie so and I have thoughts about a thing um, that is related thing to that happens life. in so many lesbian films. Go so figure. There are, there are quite a lot of tropes in lesbian films, right? Especially the older films, but even still, we keep getting more and more queer content. And I feel like still we get these things that happen. And one of the big things that happens is cheating in general. But we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about cheating in general, but we're gonna talk about, you know, there's there's the stereotypical lesbian who turns a bisexual and steals her away from her husband in this torrid love affair. I wish everyone could see the physicality of you saying this. There's right so now. many quotations. <laughs> um, but we know if you've seen any any film, you know this happens often. The thing is, we love it. We hate it. We yeah. have all the feelings in between. I mean, imagine me and you is honestly one of my favorite films. It and it the is. whole plot is her. Cheating yep. on her husband. Cheating on her husband. It's here's the thing. Let's okay. Let's break this down at the start with why do we think that we see this so often? Because I actually think there's a bunch of different reasons, and they and that I think the different reasons lend themselves to different results yes. sometimes yes. in different the movies. types of films. So and we and this is going to be fun because we didn't even actually write any of these down. So let's just take turns, and I will pick one to start. Great. Um, because I feel like it's the most glaring one, and I would just like to blame everything always on comp hat. Yes. This is compulsory heterosexuality at play, right? So I think part of the reason that you see this trope play out so many times in these movies is that it is understood and understandable to audiences and has been for a very long time that you go through life heterosexually and then you wind up in a heterosexual marriage and at some point maybe you get this idea that like oh maybe there's something else out there or there's temptation or there's seduction but it's all operating in this framework of heterosexuality, heterosexuality. compulsory heterosexuality. Yep. And I think that's a that's a huge thing here, right? I mean, you can't avoid and because realistically, the one thing that I do think we should say up front is like as Ellie and I are going to complain about this trope a lot. It is not that we have any problem with late bloomers, late in life lesbians, people coming out after getting married. There's nothing inherently wrong with doing it. It's we're more trying to get at the question of why does it happen in movies so often and what effects does it have when it happens in movies so often. Yes. And that's a big one because it is reinforcing compulsory, compulsory heterosexuality, heterosexuality. Yes. which leads to late bloomers and and people coming out later in life or people getting married and then realizing that they married the wrong person perhaps so it, they, it there's like this weird interconnectedness yes well i agree it's also the fact that like and this is i think what like frustrates me as a queer woman who wants to see a film about queer women <laughs> is that then you have a story that centers around a man Mm-hmm. That like didn't need to center even even if he is not in the film. Like even if you barely see him, his presence, his like his ownership of this woman is present mm-hmm. in the entire film. 
where and that like really grates on me <laughs> obviously like so hard so here's hard. what I here's what I love about this, Ellie. Here are the first two things we picked out to blame for this. Comphet and the patriarchy, the patriarchy. And we are right on both fronts, okay? Yes. They're they're two problematic things to have as the focus of queer movies. Yes. <laughs> there is this part of the queer experience where like like okay, for for myself, I was dating men until I was dating women. Like mm-hmm. that is how it goes like you're it is very rare for a human being to start dating people and be like the first person I ever dated was someone of the same gender like that's very rare and if you are someone like that honestly I'm so happy for you (laughs) I'm jealous but obviously that's a super common thing right yeah so we're not saying like this is so unrealistic it is realistic but the thing that gets me is, like, the communication aspect of it, of, like, okay, if this is realistic, and, okay, you're a late bloomer, and you realize I have very strong feelings for this other woman, there's a few options you could take to figure that out, and the first option in every film is cheating. Is cheating, I know. Well, and that's, it's the other thing that I, that is problematic to me about this, and it's, okay, I'll I'll go next. We've done sorry, <laughs> we did combat. You chose the patriarchy. I'm now going to pick straight writers. Yes, writing great choice. Films, great choice. Which again does not cover all of these, but I think it does cover some of them. Some, yes. And again, there's this this thing where I feel like as as a straight writer that you might not even necessarily see that you're doing, which is, like, enforcing heterosexuality as the norm, centering your story on a man and his feelings about this whole thing. You are also making living an authentic queer life a negative thing. Like, no matter how you do it, even in love stories, even in Imagine Me and You, even where that is the happy ending that you're building towards, you still cast this shadow over it as, like... But it's still bad, remember? Yeah. Because, like, it made her a cheater, right? Yep. And it's so frustrating because it is, I mean, I agree. Like, Imagine Me and You is still one of my favorite movies and probably always will be just because it, it has always been, like, it held that place as, like, for such a long time when I would tell people, like, you know, they're like, oh, like, what's a queer movie? And you're like, well, there's, like, one good one. Yeah. There's one one. <laughs> and then there's, like, nice some others. Yeah. Um, and, and I could recommend some of those as well. But, like, it, it for such a long time, it kind of held that place as, like, the movie. And still, every time I would watch it, I'm like, just tell him just talk to him just break up with him like i i want to watch your love story but i want it to not be tinged with this betrayal and like all and all of this stuff that makes it bad and wrong you know and so i think that like it's an easy thing to fall into because obviously we're going to come back to the cheating issue a ton and i get it it's drama yep <laughs> it makes your movies dramatic well, it's the same way that coming out is dramatic yeah Right. It's just like so it's like, okay, let's use let's use all of the trauma of our community and make it a film. So, yes, like it paints it paints not only the person in the relationship as the bad guy, but it also paints. And this is, I think, another reason for this trope 
is that as much as, like I said, we hate it, there also is something about the lesbian fuckboy that draws people to these films. So I think it's also a trope because of the opposite, where that, like, as, as queer women and, like, I have been guilty of this when I was younger because I saw so many of these films to be like, when I look back, I'm like the impact of seeing, right? Oh, if I'm hot enough, if I'm like seductive enough, if I am like this sexy lesbian, then like, it doesn't matter that you're with that boy because in all the movies, the lesbian gets the girl and steals the girl (laughs) away from the man, right? And it's a fantasy. Like, it is a fantasy of a lot of queer women who, like, because our dating pool is smaller, like, and we've talked about, like, the crushes on straight girls before. Like, it is fulfilling a fantasy, I think, on both ends. Yeah, and it creates this ideal, right, that, like, you can do that. You can steal her away. You can turn her, you know? It creates that as, like, the most common form of how relationships start start that you see in movies. And, like, that's so fucked. It's (laughs) so bad. It's it's so bad. It's such a horrible, ideal thing to create in the minds of, like, impressionable young queer people as, like, how do you start dating a girl? Well, first you go to her wedding, and then it's like, what? (laughs) Oh, God. How do you start... Yeah, how do you start dating a girl? First, you move in across the hall from her (laughs) and her husband. You kill him. You, like... (laughs) It's so messed it's up. It's so bad. It's, it's really so bad. not great. It's really not good. And that's the <sighs> thing. Like, so that's why, like, can we can we go into a little bit of like examples of films? Because let's let's do it. Because that's why, like, below her mouth when that freaking movie came out, I don't know what it was. Like, maybe just like the. T- I think it's like the time that it came out was. It used every single trope we've ever seen in this, like, cheating thing. And I was like, why are we still doing this? Like, I was like, why do we have to have this be their story? Like, couldn't you have this lesbian fuckboy hook up with this woman who's single in her own home? You know, like, why do we have to deal with the fiancé? Yeah. And it's just like... It because keep- otherwise, where you know, where do they get their easy drama intention? I yes. mean, that's the thing, and it's and the, oh my god, I'm like, when did that come out? 2016. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, it has a horrible score on Rotten Tomatoes. Clearly, like it was, it's not a a film that people are holding up, but still, it's a film that young queer people were watching and saying, "Oh, I want to be that lesbian." Yeah, and like, what does that do to people? Like it, and so. We've talked about this a little bit before the before we talked before we got on this call, but I think there's a big difference between okay, that's in 2016, and that like really frustrates me because I'm like 2016, we don't have to deal with this cheating stuff. Like, why couldn't they just both be gay and have this like interesting kind of relationship? And it could still be toxic because clearly like they're both toxic people, <laughs> but like it doesn't have to be toxic toxic in that way. Yeah. But I think, like, the trope had been done so often before 2016 is a bit more under... 
a bit more understandable in that, like, you do have those aspects of, like, for example, Carol, which is a new film, but is set in a time where when we're talking about compulsory heterosexuality, that's, like, 100%. Like, people were... But isn't it interesting? Because, like, Carol, I would say the same thing, like, Portrait of Lady on Fire, right? Mm -hmm. And what's interesting to me is, in those situations, you have already the tension, the taboo, the the impossibility of that situation. And also... (laughs) Yes. You gave them husbands, right? Like, Carol could have just been, like, how could we possibly do this? It's the... 50s we can't be together nobody can know let me smoke my long cigarette and stare out a window and just be sad and mournful and longing about it but no she also has to have a husband who knows what's happening and is very and is like central to that story and his emotions and his feelings of betrayal and emasculation and all of that like gets a front row seat right portion of a lady on fire like Somehow this man that she is marrying, who you never see, who you never hear anything about, who is not even a character that exists, but there's this specter of him the whole time, you know? And it's like when when they sleep together, like she is stealing his bride-to-be, and you know that, and you are aware of it, and they make you aware of it, even though... They could never have been together regardless. Like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have mattered, you yes, know? But, and and but you but, do, you give them more of a pass. But you yeah, you can give them, I think, more of a pass too, because like as you're saying that though, like, yes, she didn't have to be married to a man, but like odds are pretty high she was like you know what I mean? Like if you're you're if you're not independently wealthy, like Yeah. You needed so you needed a man to take care of you quote-unquote all that other shit but does um, it bother you more in the modern day it settings? bothers me so much more in the modern day <laughs> settings it bothers me so much exactly more. right so much more yes that's what i'm saying though like it's like it bothers me so much more in the modern settings because when you think of it in the greater context of our society you don't have to do it you right. truly don't But yes. Well, and same thing. Like, if you look at, let's take, like, let's take disobedience, right? Disobedience, she is in a very strict conservative community, but also she has to cheat on her husband. (laughs) Yes. It's it's just over and over Over and over again. It is is a lot. I know. It's a lot. It's a Um, lot. I also, like, this is. This is just a tangent on cheating in general, but I feel like it always sort of irks me the, okay, just as someone who has been cheated on personally, it always irks me the, like, idea that you have no control. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, and I think, like, okay, so that irks me, but I also think that's part of what makes this an, enti- an exciting, enticing fantasy to people watching the film of, like, oh. Love is like, I have no control. I couldn't have stopped myself. Like, this woman was so, so sexual and so beautiful that I had to throw everything away, right? And and I'm like, it's at, a, at the same time, I'm like, understand because you're cheating on your husband. Right. <laughs> but don't understand because, like, there are things that are in your control. It's here, and okay, I know we already talked a little bit about this in our 
2020v episode, because I obviously this is something that you and I get stuck on a lot. Because I agree, I I understand, and I usually try to approach media from the perspective of like I know they're just trying to create the conflict in their story, and it's an easy source of conflict. I get that. Me as a person, like. I find cheating to be just one of the laziest, plot unnecessary, devices. not even plot device, like in real life. Like I find cheating lazy and unnecessary mm. because it just seems so absurdly easy not to, <laughs> you know, like because you're saying that if you just break up or yes. pe- like people cheat because they don't want to break up like they want to break up, but they don't want to do the breaking up. I, I mean, I assume. <laughs> I assume they I just, like... I mean, there's a like, lot of reasons, but... They want... I, I assume they want to... Yes, there's a lot of reasons. I would assume sometimes it comes down to, like, I'm in a relationship and I don't want to end that relationship, but I also want that over there, right? That's also not what we're talking about here, right? Like, especially in these movies, you're literally talking about situations where it's like, I am in this relationship, and oh my god, I don't want to be in this relationship. I want that over there. So instead, let me stay in this relationship and secretly go have that over there. And yes. it's like, but well, also but why? As you're saying that, that's giving me another thing of like <laughs> the the secret. Yeah, like oh, this the secret part of it is is huge. The yeah. secret is the secret is huge in F. That's like an overarching thing in queer films, right? Like either something's a secret because you're in the closet. Something's mm-hmm. a secret because you can't tell your friends. Some And like that's just specifically people talking about their sexuality. Then you add on top, oh, it's also a secret because I'm gay and I'm cheating on my husband. And then it's like it turns, extra taboo. Well, it's like what you're talking about where like it turns being gay into something that needs to be hidden Mm -hmm. something that you do in the shadows something that you do when not in public not like yeah something that you can't do with like your husband is your public life and this woman is your secret taboo yeah bad life and they become intertwined like inextricably intertwined together right so that when people are shocked and horrified and judge you for the cheating part they are also at the exact same time judging you for the gay part yep right it like it ties them together with this stupid heteronormative patriarchal knot that you like can't escape from because they're one and the same it's not just that you like, you know, made out with a woman, slept with a woman. It's that you cheated yes. with a woman. <laughs> yes. But it right? is. And, like, like it, that's... Yeah. It doesn't such make a big it, part like, of it. And that's, like, okay, so we have, like, what? 40 freaking movies on this list, right? And those 40 queer relationships aren't starting, like, like, like heterosexual relationships do. Like, where's the meat cute? The meat cute is we slept together when her husband was on vacation. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we met at a party and luckily her husband was on a business trip. Like, what? Yeah. Like, well, and that's when yeah. you when you try to think of because here's the thing. What I what I was trying to think of when we were just talking about this is 
let's say I try to compare a movie like Imagine Me and You, which I would say is like a, the gay rom-com, right? Yes. Okay. That's our gay rom-com, right? Let's compare that to your average straight Hallmark rom-com whatever. They don't feel the same to me. Even when you have the situations where it's like, oh, you're a small town girl with a big city boyfriend and I'm going home for Christmas and I'm realizing that my high school sweetheart has a heart of gold and a dog who's old and... You know, like a kid who needs a mom and like, I don't know. But still, even in those situations, it doesn't, they never center the big city boyfriend dude being cheated on the way that you center the man, the husband in these storylines. And it's not like there is, I just feel like there is never that same tinge of like judgment and negativity and wrongness in rom-coms that we get in our rom-coms. I'm like, yes. why are our rom-coms always designed to make us feel bad about being gay? Well, that's <laughs> like, honestly, that's a really good, like, I'm thinking about, you know, Sweet Home Alabama is honestly one of my favorite rom-coms that does this. Mm-hmm. But even if you think about that, okay, or okay, no, even even worse, <laughs> The Notebook. Yep, yep. But they do not, you're right, they barely center around the guy she's cheating on. Like, yeah. all that matters is, oh, their love is pure and beautiful. And they had to cheat because, like, they're just so beautifully in love. And Whereas- that other guy is such a douche anyways, right? Yes. That's the other thing that, like, you don't always get in these stories. Like, sometimes, yes. Sometimes. You know. Well, like, think about Imagine Me and You. They're like, oh, we can't make the guy a douche. I know no, because and also and he's not I, he's and not, I love him and, I love it, and it's, it's fine. And, but but let's but, look at like Carol right like the husband's a dick and Carol yes, fine yes <laughs> but like I think about like yeah Sweet Home Alabama is probably a better example because it's like they don't sleep together right so it's like there also is this element of or if you're thinking of a Hallmark film right mm-hmm. there's an element of there's a line that is drawn yeah for like decency yeah that they never draw for lesbians. <laughs> They just sleep with yeah, each you other. Yeah, you always you always get that like, oh, he finally made it here and now he's being mean and so I'm going to say like, it's over and then you run and now you finally like you've been building up this almost yes. will they won't they tension the whole time and then you kiss and you're not cheating because you just broke up with him. Exactly. Exactly. So it's that difference of even though like still obviously it's much more complicated, but it is that difference and I think it's an important difference. That we that we see so often, they yeah. d- they don't communicate with their partner that I'm in love with someone else and I need to leave, until they've already like created this huge secret that is a lesbian relationship. Uh, it's <laughs> remember when I told remember when I said I had a lot of feelings on this before, Lee? Okay. We have a lot of feelings. We're gonna take a hot break. We're gonna hear from some sponsors. We're gonna come back and talk about more feelings that we still. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We'll have, don't worry. Okay, tell me all the rest of your feelings, Ellie. I have so many feelings, but I think one of the bigger things that I want to talk about that I have now, as an as an adult, realized is biphobia and, like, also creates really horrible bisexual tropes is the cheating bisexual that mm-hmm. is perpetuated. Mm-hmm. Because besides... Okay, so I want to talk about the kids are all right. Okay, I'm ready. Let's because, do it. God help us. God help us. I had a, <laughs> I had a very intense conversation with one of my friends about the kids are all right the other day because I had a visceral reaction to this film. Okay, and so let me let me tell you about this because I was <laughs> there were so many layers to this and now I truly understand them. So we watched the film, me and my friend Claire, who we were we were for sure gay magnetism together okay i was i totally had a huge crush on her we went to camp together we pushed our beds together and like snuggled at camp when i was like 17 and i wasn't gay no 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 no. so (laughs) i went to go yeah i went to go visit claire in the bay area actually we went to go see the kids are all right together and this was her freshman year of college and my senior my senior year of high school So we went to go see it. I was not out at all. We went to go see the movie. And after the movie, we were in the car talking. And I was so angry. And I kept saying to her, I was like, why is it that the feminine looking one of the pair has to be with a man? Why why couldn't she just be attracted to her butch lesbian wife? Why does she have to have this fling with a man, and like, why does her appearance have to mean she is bisexual? Oh, God, that movie. And that really, like, and and to be fair, like, she could be bisexual. Like, that's fine. For me, obviously, it was hitting a big nerve of like, okay, <laughs> the femme presenting one sleeps with men, and like, you can't be a lesbian you have to be bisexual. Like, you can't only like women if you look like Julianne Moore. Mm-hmm. And that really pissed me the, pissed me off. It's, here's, here's the thing about that movie. That movie, I can, I can see why there are redeeming qualities to it. I can see, like, the acting and the writing. Fine, great. But that movie is harmful in so many ways. It's yep. just, it's like, you watch that movie and you just... The idea that, like, that was a movie primarily marketed to straight people as well, right? Like, you got the big-name actors, you got the big studio production, you got all this stuff, and you're like... And, and God, what year did that come out? I mean, that came out in... 
2010. What, like the late, late aughts, early 20, yeah, early 2010s or something. I mean, that is like, God, yes. right, right around the time where you're like, you know, we're fighting against Doma. You're like, we want to get married. And you make this fucking movie that is like, here's a happy lesbian couple. And they've been married forever. And they're moms. And look at how great they are. And like, whoops, one of them tripped on a dick. And you're like, like literally. What? <laughs> what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you feel the need to make this movie to say, like, look, even they can't, like, resist, can't resist the siren call like, of Mark Ruffalo and a penis. Like, why? Like, the why? whole... And it... it and I'm just... I, I can't. This, so, this movie has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I, like, I got into a vicious fight with my friend because she was like, I love it. It's a great film. And I was like... Look, I... It, it is so harmful. It is so harmful because in a time where you're trying, like, okay, so I guess you're trying to say, oh, lesbian couples, they're just like me and you. They have issues, too. They like, cheat like straight people. Yeah, you know, they cheat, cheat just like sometimes, straight people. And but, it's like, okay, yeah, sometimes they do. But also, like, if that's going to be, like, one of the first films where you see a queer couple who have kids and you're going to name it, the kids are all right. Yes. Yes. And, and you're trying to talk about like, you know, queer parents can have good positive relationships too. That's not the film. That's not the film. And, and it's it, also like it's it's harmful in the plot in terms of like what it what it creates as an impression, one of the very very few impressions of queer families mm -hmm. in the general like media culture that we exist in it's also like whether i mean the whole bisexual cheating thing it's not even that it happens it's that it happens and like she is so shamed for it specifically around that issue mm -hmm. right that like it's not just that she cheated it's that she slept with a man and they make it so hideous in that movie to have done that. And I'm like, I understand, like, part of me, at like, the lesbian part of me is like, yeah, if you want to have lesbians in your movie and one of them's going to cheat, like, maybe cheat with a woman. <laughs> There's a concept. Yeah, yeah. But then where would the man be in our patriarchal society? Well, that's the thing, society? too, where I'm like, like so I, a man I get is, it. So a man is centered, uh, yet again, in a lesbian film. I'm like, so but, you turn the trope around to have a queer couple and yes. one of them cheats. You turned it around on his head. However, you're still centering a man in their story. But here's but here's my only other problem with that is like if someone's going to cheat, it just it reinforces like so many harmful things that bisexual people have to hear and yes. put up with and have put on them all the time, all the time, you know, and I'm like, oh, it is just it's done in like such an ugly way in that movie, I feel like, too, that I'm like, I like I know as a lesbian watching that movie, how horrified I was. I can't imagine as like a bisexual person watching that movie what that must have felt like, because it was just like nothing about that movie was positive. Yeah, it was just like bad to everyone involved it made every part of it look bad it made lesbians look bad it made lesbian parents look bad it made bisexuals look bad it made men look bad but i mean yeah, it, i mean it was just like f it it made the the 
people being cheated on. Like, like it was just, like, e- everything across the board. Like, nobody came out of that movie looking like a good person, you know? Yep. And it was just, like, yeah, like, I remember when that came out and being, like, oh, my God, a movie about, a like, a family with lesbian moms. And, like, that's so cool. I can, like, you know, see like, see myself and, like, yeah. what my future is going to be like. And then you go see it and you're, like, what is this movie where, like, all you want to do is sit around and watch, like, men having sex together and then sleep with one of them. Like, that's not my life. <laughs> I yep. just, I don't understand. And it was just, it, especially at the time that it came out, like, because that's what I remember, you know, it's like, good God, like 2010. So, like, I got married the year after that came out. Doma was still a thing. Like, it was state to state whether you could get married or not. You're out here every day trying to argue, like, we should be able to get married and have rights and have families just like everyone else. And then that comes out, and it was like a damn slap in the face. I mean, it was just... Oh, it was a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> well, and that's like, a and, lot. But that is such, like, the, like, I, it was traumatic for me. I haven't watched it since then. and I No, I haven't either. I watched I, it when I first saw it, and that's it. I've never watched it again. I wasn't even actively gay, and it it told me, and it, it told me very clearly that, like, I was not going to have a happy life. Yeah. Like, that's what I got from that well, film. And so let's let's talk about this because I know we like we mentioned it at the beginning. I feel like we're looping back around to it. Is like what does it do to generations of young queers to constantly see these stories told? Whether it's you know the kids are all right or just this general idea that we're talking about of like you fall in love with a man and you get married and you start a family and then maybe when you're 38 you might realize ooh. There's some hot woman seducing me with her short haircut and her oozing sensuality, like fuckboy attitude, <sighs> and like maybe she'll lure me away. Like, I mean, or that you get to be the fuckboy. Like, I don't. What what does that create as like options for queer people when we're trying to look for ourselves, our future, our lives, our our dreams, our goals? Like, I mean, I think it creates. Where does it leave us? It creates such a toxic idea of what a queer relationship should be. Like, it really does. The fact that cheating is so central to a ridiculously high number of those films, like, really, really, like, it reinforces that, like, cheating is normal and okay in our community. And, like, who knows? That's probably how you'll find a girlfriend. And I think, like, not even... Not even just, like, the bisexual aspect of it. Like, I know a lot of people, like, am surrounded by people who, like, really just, like, date and then cheat and then date. Like, I yeah. I, I, see it constantly with my friends and it's, like, very normalized. Like, and I do think subconsciously it's because of these films. Like, I really do. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> It's also, I, like, it's such a dangerous thing, I think, to show, especially, like, the movies that younger queer people are going to watch, because it, I understand why there's not, like, there's this sort of balance where, like, I think most people, when you look at media, you have to look at it through the lens of, like, media is not reality, right? Like, and I get that, but I think the difference is that, like, straight people, when they watch movies that are that are full of toxic relationships and cheating and like you know all of these things 
I think there's this baseline assumption on the part of the people like creating and curating that content that they are still surrounded by and live in a world that is full of examples of other options that are more realistic in their life, you know, of like what a relationship can look like, what dating can look like, what falling in love can look like. Queer people, I mean, more so these days, but like it's never going to be to the same extent. You are never going to have queer people growing up living in a world where they look around them and all they see everywhere around them are queer relationships and queer couples and queer dating and queer falling in love. Like, that's not what they see. What they see is just this crap. Yes. (laughs) You know, and which, like, look, obviously, we love these movies. We watch them all the time. We are going to continue watching them. But at the same time, what is it teaching them how is this teaching them to date how is this teaching them to resolve conflicting feelings how is them how is this teaching them to get past the honeymoon period of a relationship and experience that feeling of like whoa someone else looks attractive tonight i must fuck them now it's like what (laughs) that's not the answer young queer folk that's not it like and yet and yet yeah that's all they see that's all they see you never it's if you never see anything else modeled why would you know that there's anything else that that is an option or that you could try or should yes. do, you know? I like, will if, say, like, for it's any... It's just... I do, I do also think, like, <laughs> people don't have a lot of positive relationships I mean, in general. This is true. I don't want to... Because I'm <laughs> this also, is like... true. Not, not... I don't want to say, like, oh, like, straight people also have a great... Like, because they see a lot of toxic relationships as well, I think. But... We, Straight people never cheat, is what yeah, we're saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to say that. But no, and I'm not saying I, that. I just I think that it's different. What you're saying. It's I understand just, what you're saying. There's that, a different scope, you know. Yes, and and like the amount, the sheer amount of movies, like the percentage of films that center around the queer experience, that center around this one particular experience, makes you feel like oh, this must be the majority of mm-hmm. what queer relationships are. And that, and, and I, I'm like, that shouldn't be accurate, but it can't, it's like, it's like the chicken and the egg of freaking cheating, right? Of like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that shouldn't be true. And then all these queer relationships are modeling that behavior. Yeah. Like it's, and I think, yeah, it obviously it has a horrible impact. It's on the relationships, on the lesbian fuckboy stereotype of like, if this is what people have to look up to, they're gonna model it. It's like the Shane the Shane effect. Yeah, uh, like the Shane effect. The Shane effect. It is. It is real. It is true. Um, I feel like. I mean, what's the answer? Like, can we get some films where the queer women aren't cheating? I mean, I'd like to believe <laughs> can we, we can. <laughs> I can't tell you for sure since Please? all we can have right now are period pieces and it's hard to avoid in them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just hard. It's like, you know, you get into this question of like what are we what are we showing as options and it's like either you get married and come out later in life or you become the person who steals like women away from their husbands 
Or your alternative of like, oh, I want to see like, you know, people falling in love and like realizing they have these feelings, in which case it's a coming out story every single time, you know, and it's like it just I mean, obviously, you and I know as as we dove into writing our own rom-com that it's like it it sometimes like it almost feels hard to avoid because when you start even when just by virtue of having grown up like steeped in these types of movies and this type of media is like those are the things that you're like I'll make a movie it'll be this and she'll leave her husband and you're like what no what why damn it there's no like (laughs) god damn it why am I why am I doing it again but like you almost wife she'll leave her wife yeah it's like you almost don't even notice that you fall into this this pattern of like these are the only stories to tell. And they're so clearly not. There are just piles and piles and piles of stories that you could tell that straight people have told for forever. Years, for millennia. <laughs> From times past. Let's, um, get, that... let's just get some freaking gay people going up a mountain to fight, to put the ring somewhere. You know what I mean? I'm like, yes. What is, well, the, look, I mean, like, what's look, the Lord of the Rings Ellie, about? Ellie, um, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings is about little gay hobbits bringing a ring up a mountain. Please. It okay. Truly is. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> If you think that Frodo and Samwise Gamgee were not lifelong lovers, they I don't even know what are. you're talking about. I'm get like, out of here. Let's get some lesbian Jedi. Let's get like, some lesbians. I don't know. Yes. Like, there's uh, more stories. <laughs> well, or just like any other story, like any rom-com tropey. I mean, obviously we have one. It's coming at you in June. But any sort of tropey rom-com, <laughs> <Listen> whatever. <to laughs> We're making a musical. Um, No, this is not a plug for us. This is a plug for please write us other things. Please Please. write other stories. There's just, there's so much more that could be done that maybe, like, the young queer babies need to see to have just something else in mind. It's just, like... (sighs) Before we go to our Q&A, because obviously we are feeling very intense feelings... Let's do a little palate cleanser because as you're talking, okay, okay, let's give a few examples of movies that don't have this trope that people could watch. Okay, instead. I've or got movies it. or TV shows. Okay, all right. So here we go. The Carmilla movie. Yes, I'm gonna um, say I hate New Year's. Amazing. Yeah. Um. God damn it. <laughs> God damn you, cheating. There's totally more. You've thought of two and we're tapped out. Princess Sid. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. This feels like um, one of those drinking games that you would play at a queer... You know when it's like categories? Category, not cheating on husband lesbian films. Saving face. Amazing. Does half? Does the half of it count? Yes, not really. I don't know. Because she... I, there's not cheating per se, but if you're going to go for the does well, it not center a man as... <laughs> Yeah, as part of the well, story, also, I don't know. Yeah, I skip. It's that not one. cheating. It's not cheating. So I'll give. I'll give it to us. I'll give it Dude, to us. Fuck you, lesbians. The favorite? Question mark or no? She must have been married at the time. Was she married to that guy when she starts sleeping with the queen? I think they were both married. Oh, she is married. The queen is married. Rachel Weiss is married. Wait, the queen is married. The queen has to be married, right? To who? Where's her husband? I think you just don't ever see him in the movie, but I think she was married. I think Rachel Weiss's character is married, and then what's her and then Why what's her face so gets married. Okay, <laughs> they're all three married, Ellie. <laughs> let's go with. Let's go. 
with there has to be more. We can do this. I believe in us. This. this is book smart. Well, yes. This is one of the saddest things that has ever happened on Let's Hang Out. The amount of time it took us to make a list of like 48 options for the cheating trope and then long. it did not take long at all. And the amount of time it is taking us to try to come up with ones that aren't that. <sighs> what about Happiest Season? Yeah, I'll give it to it. Even though we have other issues with that. It almost, it like almost gets thrown the into like a kids are all right the other way with that yeah, ex-boyfriend, with, right? <laughs> or I'm also like with, I'm like, does Riley count? Does Riley? No, because she should have been with Riley. It's fine. We just had to make sure we talk about Happiest Season in every episode this season. <laughs> every single one. Really, it's killing me that we can't think of more. Yeah. I mean, look, they are out there. I I believe that we are going to start getting more, especially as we start getting more queer people involved. Wait, what about Girl Trash? Oh, have I you ever seen, seen Girl it. Trash all night long? I haven't. <laughs> I think Girl Trash doesn't have okay. cheating in it. <laughs> I, I, I'll give it to you because I can't say no, so... I think that as we start getting, especially like as we start getting more queer people involved behind the scenes in the writing and creating and like acting of these stories, that I, th- I really think we will start to see more of a change. That like, I think people are realizing that they're tired of seeing this and, and want to see more, you know, especially because I do think that like generationally, I think there's going to also be a shift, right? Like... I pray because to people are going to start like I mean not like gays haven't been getting married but like it's there's so just there's such a shift now in terms of like how the youth <laughs> relate to and understand their sexuality and are going to start having like so many more examples and things to look at I think it's going to it's going to have to start changing that a bit more as well but i would love to see us just maybe expand our horizons beyond this a little bit you know almost adults Mm, there you go bit now you're looking you're searching something what are you searching i was searching my mind (laughs) while you were talking (laughs) (laughs) all right now that we have racked our brains for things to cleanse our palate of the cheating trope also, please send us an email if you have other films that don't have this trope because I want to watch them all. It's time for our Q&Gay. Q and gay. Q, 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 and gay. Question number one. Are you the A, husband, B, wife, or C, lesbian fuckboy? Oh, that's a tough question. I mean, I am the wife, but are we talking about, like, the, the wife, wife in this? And yeah, the wife in this triangle. Um... Yeah, I don't know you're, how to answer yeah, you that. Can, you can be the wife, but I, I'll, you're not. I'll be the wife who doesn't cheat. How's that? Yeah, you don't have to be the cheating wife. Yeah. Okay, I'm the non-cheating wife. That's that's always what I strive <laughs> to be, you know? <laughs> the oh, bar Lord. is low The bar lessons. is underground. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, Ellie. What's your favorite cheating wife movie out of A, Carol, B, Imagine Me and You, C, Bound, or D, Below Her Mouth? You know my answer. I love, I love it too. I love Imagine Me and You, and I can't stop loving it. I can't. It's I can't. so hard. I know. All right, question three. What do you think is most to blame for the popularity of the cheating trope? A, compat, B, patriarchy, C, straight writers, or D, cheating as tension? 
Um, I know I went with Compet first, but I'm going to say overall, the patriarchy kind of wraps up a lot of things. Yeah. So I'm going to blame the patriarchy because just give us movies that don't focus on men when you're making a lesbian movie. Just a thought. Just Just an idea. Just a thought. Consider it, if you will. All right. Oh, this is for me. Question four, Ellie. Have you ever cheated on a partner? Yes or no? No, I have Hmm. not. A classy, a classy lady. Ladies and, best. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my my podcasting life partner. Thank you. Thank you. Question five. What's the worst part of the kids are all right? A, cheating wife. B, by shaming. C, sleeping with Mark Ruffalo. Um, I'm going to say the cheating wife. I just, I didn't get it in the no. movie. I still don't get it now. The by shaming is terrible. I don't understand why she cannot keep herself off of Mark Ruffalo's dick in it, but uh, I'm going to stick with cheating wife, I think, is yeah. the worst part. So I will say, like, I would probably sleep with Mark Ruffalo, so. In that movie, though? In that movie, no. In real life, yes. <laughs> fair enough. Yes. Fair enough. In that movie, though, he's terrible. In 13 going on 30, to be fair. Okay, fine. <laughs> what about, what's my favorite Mark Ruffalo movie? It's the, it's also with Reese Witherspoon, and it's the one where she's like the ghost uh, oh, yeah, that's such a good one. I love that movie. It's so cute. Oh, my yeah. God, what is it? Just Like Heaven, and I love that movie, and honestly, someone on Twitter, like, a year or two ago was like, if you could remake any rom-com but, like, make it gay, like, what would you make and who would you cast? And, like, that was, that's my, I want Just Like Heaven but with lesbians. Oh, like, give just, me that movie, right? That just gave me goosebumps all over my Right? <laughs> I love that movie so much. And I just want it to be gay. Mine would be Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> so we're <laughs> just gay. making Reese Witherspoon Yes, films. we just want, look, honestly, though, give me Reese Witherspoon movies but gay and give me like every Sandra Bullock rom-com but gay that's all I want yes damn I'm simple I'm I have just I'm easy to please simple demands honestly we could make Lee we can make films for the rest of our life if all we do is just remake yes films are you kidding me yes wow all right done done you're welcome gentle listeners Remember, you can give your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we're gay. We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. And I would like to shout out this episode, Heidi, who commented on Instagram saying that Josie and the Pussycats are should have been gay was her favorite should have been gay yet. And I also agree. So I wanted to say thank you for that, Heidi. It made me very happy. I sent it to my friend Alec. He also was very, very happy that his episode was received so well. So I wanted to say thank you. And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons. Mark Foster. Jess Klaus. Tanya Ferguson. Jacqueline Rose Nishino. Sarah and Julia. Carrie Ann Lawrence. Danny Gunlock Tamora. Brittany Ray. Alana Rosen. Tara Gleason. And Lizette Stye. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen. Leah Henley. Liz Chen, Evelyn Smith, and River Penzo. Thank you all so much. We could not keep doing this podcast without you and all of our patrons. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Let's Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or you can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. You can also subscribe to The Flame, an original podcast musical, on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search The Flame Podcast Musical and you will find it. 
We also still have videos going up on our YouTube channel. Make sure that you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch those. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the podcast, and we love hearing what you have to say. If you want to support us financially, you can join our Patreon. You get access to all sorts of cool stuff like that Discord channel or our watch parties or uh, game nights, all sorts of fun stuff, and we have a blast. You can find it at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We also have a Patreon for The Flame. So if you're interested in hearing more about the musical, seeing some behind the scenes, getting some early drops of some of the songs, you should check out that Patreon as well. You can find it at patreon.com slash the flame musical. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash Les Shop. We have 35% off the shop this week, so make sure you check that out. If you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.